And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Happy Ferret Rations. No one goes hungry with Happy Ferret. Are you guys eating the ferret? Previously on Cautious Optimism. Captain, I am detecting a disabled vessel. It appears to be leaking heavy amounts of radiation. Our power core is ruptured. Most of the crew is down from radiation sickness. They're headed for a full-on explosion that'll blow up the entire ship and throw radiation all over the sector. Why would radiation make all of our power go off? Probably because our engines run off of the biochemistry of a chlorodrive. There is a backup fusion reactor that is usually left in a standby mode. You feel the air all around you is being pulled into the shuttle bay and you try to brace yourself, but you're just not quite strong enough. You're flying through the shuttle bay into what you see now is a big hole in the side of the ship. (laughs) These things can't get any worse. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Cayenne Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like, I'm famous. A species capable of psionic power. We are going to be the best of friends. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. You feel the air all around you is being pulled into the shuttle bay and you try to brace yourself. You're just not quite strong enough. This is a really powerful suck. And you're lifted off your feet and you're flying through the shuttle bay into what you see now is a big hole in the side of the ship. Great. Well, (laughs) these things can't get any worse. (laughs) I mean, I failed my strength check, so I'm assuming I can't try to grab onto anything on the way there. Let's make a dexterity check. Let's see if you're quick enough to grab onto the side of the wall there as you're going out. Ooh. Dexterity is a success by three. No, success by four. Success by four. Okay. So just as you're going out the hole in the side of the ship, your right hand grabs onto the side of the wall there, and you're holding on by one hand as wind continues to just billow against you exiting the ship. I scream out into the darkness. A little help here. (laughs) Those of you in the cargo bay, make a perception check. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nine. My perception is 12. So success by three. Okay. So you notice two things. First of all, you hear what sounds like Captain Rory shouting from very far away. You also become aware that it's starting to get cold and you feel a breeze, which is very unusual on a spaceship. I am going to... 
look towards the direction that the wind is blowing. What do I notice from where I am at? From where you're at, you can't see into the shuttle bay from where you are right now. You're going to have to walk closer to it and around the corner. All right, I will do that. As you do, the sucking becomes a lot stronger. Make a strength check. Eight, my strength is 12, so success by four. So you brace yourself with your powerful Matorb strength. You stay on your feet, and now you can see the door to the shuttle bay is open. It's obvious enough to you now that all the air is being sucked out of the ship through the hole in the side of the shuttle bay, and you think you see fingers of one of you guys' spacesuits holding onto the side as if someone was being pulled out the hole. Is there anything for me to grab onto, like a fire hose or a one of those cargo straps that straps down cargo for takeoff? You'd be able to find a cargo strap pretty handily, yeah. And is it strapped onto the deck? Yeah, for tying down packages or pallets or whatever, yeah. Okay, so Kyan is going to try and hold onto one of those and you know, kind of control his being sucked out by holding onto that to see if he can get close enough to grab Rory. All right. Do you have an athletics? No, I've got nothing. Okay. Well, let's make a strength check as well as a dexterity check. Okay. Do I get any benefit from having four arms? Yeah. You know what? The four arms would give you an advantage on strength. Okay. And roll with advantage on the dexterity because you've got a rope to hold on to. So roll with advantage like you would in D&D? Yep. Roll twice. And since low rolls are good here, take the low roll. Well, that was a critical hit. So I don't think I want to re-roll that one. That would be the strength one. Okay. No, your strength is up to the challenge. All right. You're having no trouble. Okay. So that was a four. That's exciting. I haven't done that yet. And then my dexterity roll. The first one is 11. And I'll roll a second one because that's at dexterity. That is a five. So success by six. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is no problem for you. So how far down are you going? Are you going all the way to the hole where you'll be able to like look out of it and stuff? Or Yeah, I kind of figured she was over there. Yep. She's not there anymore. I see a glove. This makes sense. So yep. I'm going to try and get as close to the hole so I can grab onto her and bring her in. All right. So Captain Rory is here holding on for dear life, trying desperately to get the strength to get your other hand on the wall as well. And the wind is too strong. You're just not able to make any progress. You're lucky you're not being pushed out of the ship altogether. Suddenly you see what looks like a strap. And then there's Kyan just climbing over to you effortlessly. It seems you two make eye contact. I reach out my free hand. And instead of trying to grab onto the ledge, I sort of make a motion, like throw me the strap. Am I close enough to just grab her hand with mine? I think you could grab her hand. Yeah. Oh, well then that's the motion I made. (laughs) I grabbed my (laughs) hand. Okay. (laughs) They look very similar. And, you know, since you critted on your strength check earlier and also did really great on dexterity, I'm not going to make your roll again. I'm going to say you've gone ahead and you've successfully pulled Captain Rory into the ship and you've got her. All right. So I've got Rory with two arms and then I'm using the other two hands to pull myself back towards the door of the shuttle bay. Okay. My hero. (laughs) Again, because of your crit, we'll say that goes off without a hitch. As you get to the door to the shuttle bay, the wind is actually starting to blow a little bit. 
less because there's less air, less atmosphere in the ship at all to be pulled out. Okay, so as soon as we get to the door, we're going to close that off. Yes. All right. When the door shuts, you no longer feel a breeze, although it is difficult to breathe. Well, I'm still in a spacesuit. You're fine. Yeah, in the spacesuit. Okay. <laughs> we all put on spacesuits because we knew they had radiation shielding of some level. So everybody should be in a spacesuit. Okay. Our spacesuit is telling us, though, how much air we have left. It would probably have some sort of reading for the environment outside of the suit. Right. Right. But it's the future. So there's a lovely lady voice. And she's like, this <laughs> suit has exactly approximately four hours left of oxygen. You know. Yeah, exactly. Approximately. <laughs> you guys have in your spacesuits two hours of oxygen, let's say. <sighs> I may have specified at some point a different number, but for those in the listening audience, right now they have two hours of oxygen. Left. If we did this wrong, send us an email. <laughs> We're not going to change it, but we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> and we'll re record this whole episode. <laughs> let's pan the camera over to engineering. Now, while you guys have been in engineering, you guys are working on getting the fusion reactor up. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Quick, Rico, hand me that spanner. Sure. And as we scramble to figure out what in the world we can do to get this online. Presumably it has some kind of like startup sequence that we're initiating. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead and make engineering or if you don't have engineering, uh, science roles. Six, ten, eleven, success by five. Nine, success by five. Okay, so that's a total of ten, meaning you guys are working through the startup routine and you're about halfway through it. It's still in the process of trying to boot up when you notice that for some reason you're still using papers on a clipboard in the future and you notice those papers are starting to flap. You can't feel it because you're in spacesuits. But you can tell that outside of the spacesuits, the air is moving. There's some kind of wind or current as if all the air is blowing out of the engineering room. Um, Hank, why are things depressurizing? Uh, I'm guessing things aren't going swimmingly back in cargo. If we can't get these emergency systems online, we won't know what the problem is, though. I know, because ship comes offline. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right, make another set of rolls. Seven. Success by seven. Eight. Success by eight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) So that's 15 total. You only needed 10 more to get it started up. So you successfully complete the startup routine. And in the corner of the room, a very large piece of equipment that for all your time on the Cautious Optimism has been in a low power mode with just one amber light on it, suddenly comes to life. All the lights and buttons and gizmos on it turn on, and it starts emitting a noise, a steady thwoom, thwoom, thwoom. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Can you get Shipcom back online? And I'll go to the keyboard. As you're doing this, all the lights throughout Cautious Optimism start to come on. And you start to hear the ventilation fans kick in. And as you type in the startup routine for Shipcom, you hear starting main processes, boop, 
Hello, I am Shipcom. How may I help you? Oh, fuck. Oh, Shipcom. It is okay. I I remember. I remember. Okay, good, good. Oh, you scamp. <laughs> we need a status update throughout the whole ship. There's depressurization occurring somewhere. There is a whole breach in the shuttle bay. Do sensors tell you that it is a normal portal or a new hole? It is a new hole. Oh, that's exciting. A chunk of the ship that exploded collided with cautious optimism, it appears. Great. That's just great. Can you isolate it? The doorway to the shuttle bay has already been manually closed while I was offline. Oh, perfect. So we're not leaking atmosphere right now, then? We no longer are leaking atmosphere. I have also closed off all the vents into that section. Perfect. How long until the ship's atmosphere is back to normal oxygen levels? Repressurization is underway. It will take approximately 10 minutes. Okay, perfect. I'm going to go to the engine room and talk to my organisms and see if I can get them restarted. She's gone. She didn't even wait for Hank to, like, you know, say anything. Excuse me, Rico? What? You might be interested to know that I am not detecting any life forms in sickbay. Oh, 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 my ferret. <gasps> yes. Oh, no. You son of a <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, um, I guess I'll deal with that later. Um, the getting the engines back online is, uh, is much more important. I'll be, I'll be in the engine bay if anybody needs me oh my god this is it this is when people quit listening to the show this is it (laughs) this is the darkest timeline this is the darkest timeline we've jumped the shark in fact we've jumped the invisible ferret oh i don't think people should be making darkest timeline jokes right now Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's fair yeah i just caught some real news headlines and i didn't like them well her tail is like dragging on the floor. She makes a very dejected dash back to the engine room where she tries to, she probably needs to do some science to try and wake all her organisms up and get them all breeding and clear out all the dead ones and stuff. All right. Let's go ahead and I picture you scooping it out like a fish tank. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. I mean, it, it probably is a bit like that. Like, you'd probably have to filter out the live ones. Yeah. I mean, the dead ones probably sink. Oh, my God. This is so dark. <laughs> well, these are microscopic organisms. It doesn't matter. They're little microscopic post-it notes that said things I plan to do with my little life, and that now it won't ever come to fruition. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All that potential, which is gone, because we tried to help some people. Oh my goodness. We'll never do that again. I tell you that. Wow. Rory's in a... Yeah. I'm not even there. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. So Rico is going to the organisms. And Hank, what are you doing as Rico walks off? I guess I'm trying to reroute the power from the nuclear reactor to the engines. Okay. Let's pan the camera back to the cargo bay. Somebody should probably tell the captain that ship comes awake and working and stuff. Well, she's about to figure that out. Because <laughs> back at the cargo bay where you guys have just sealed off the shuttle bay and rescued the captain and all that jazz, suddenly the lights start coming back on and you hear the ventilation activate. Oh, thank goodness. Beep, beep, boop. Captain Rory, this is Shipcom. Shipcom, yay! I am detecting a hull breach in the shuttle bay. You are correct. 
Good job. <laughs> I am isolating that section. I am repressurizing atmosphere throughout the ship. I have also already informed Rico that I am not detecting her invisible ferret in the sick bay at this time. Oh, no. Oh, no. What about our microorganisms? I believe Rico is assessing them presently. You would need to confer with her for details. What about the rest of the ship? What's the condition? There was no other structural damage besides the shuttle bay. Radiation levels are increasing, but won't be lethal for another 30 minutes. Can I fly the ship? With the fusion reactor, you can fly at sublight speeds. I'm headed to the cockpit now. Chart a course to the quickest way for us to get as far away as we can from the radiation. All right. Make a piloting check. Success by four. Ooh, okay. You're flying expertly and you are squeezing every last tiny bit of energy you possibly can out of that fusion reactor to fly the ship away from the site of the explosion. And as you do, you hear the little Geiger counter is slowly decreasing how quickly it beeps. I turn the AC off, you know, to give it that extra little juice to get out of there. (laughs) A little extra power. (laughs) Captain, we are just barely escaping the radiation. We are going slightly faster away from the ship than the amount of radiation is increasing. At this rate, we will eventually be clear of it. Well, so then I continue to do that and to monitor that situation. All right. Because I don't want to have to go deal with the dead ferret situation. These are emotions that Rory doesn't have. (laughs) She understands. She just can't show them effectively. (laughs) That's the trickiest part of being a captain, really, is dealing with the crew's feelings. All the feels. All right. Let's go over to Hank. I feel like you probably need a turn to do medicine things. Did you mean Hank or did you mean Kyan? I meant Kyan. <laughs> Why do I do that? Kyan. That was incredible. I just, it's hilarious. You picture him as being a Hank. I've done that to people where it's like, no, you look like a Renee. You don't look like a Bob. I don't understand why your name is that. (laughs) I have a hard time getting people's names right in real life. Then when you have a player name and also a character name in this imaginary world, it's very hard for me to keep everything straight. (laughs) I'm right there with you. Okay, so I got to ask some questions. First of all, remind me how many... New passengers we have? Four. Okay. So I should have on the deck of the cargo bay five people, Liliana and four others. Yep. Are there any that Kyan would deem as unsavable? Yeah. So of the four aliens, Captain Melmar, who you guys spoke with briefly when you first arrived, Mm -hmm. is the healthiest. Okay. Although all of them are unconscious at this point. Two of the other crew are bad, but middling. And one of them is going to be dead any second now. And on Kyan's professional opinion, is there anything he can do to save that individual make a medicine check that's eight against 14 so success by six success by six okay so the thing is you feel like his odds would be 50 50 if he was in a full-on medical facility with all the equipment and experts on your ship 
you've got almost no chance. Not to say anything bad about your medical skills, you just... Right. No, 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 no. You lack the expertise and equipment. Right. But the other four people, as far as Kyan can tell, are at least stable and not going to get any worse immediately. Yeah. They're not in imminent danger. As long as Captain Rory continues to get away from the radiation, they'll be okay for a while. They'll need treatment eventually, but they're not in imminent danger. All right. Since helping this guy is not going to put the other people in any risk, he is going to put them on the hover gurney and he is going to try and get them to sick bay as quickly as possible. All right. Your strength is adequate, especially since it's a hover gurney. It's easy and light, but let's make a dexterity check to see with how much speed you do this. That's a 10 out of 11. So success by one. Success by one. Okay. It's a little dicey. There's a few spots where you almost trip over your own feet just because you're in such a hurry. You're under a lot of stress. But you get him to sickbay. He is still alive. Okay. I am going to assess what's the best course of action to take to stabilize him and keep him alive. You want a medical check? Let's do a medical check. Yeah. It's 12 success by two. Success by two. Okay, so you're looking at him, you're looking at his medical readout and his situation, and you're looking around the room, and everything you need, you just, you don't have this piece of equipment or that piece of equipment, and you don't have an expert in this, that, or the other, and then your eyes fall on the cryo chamber. I was just thinking that. Would putting him in the cryo chamber stop the degradation of his body? Yes. All right, so let's do that then. All right. That's easy enough to do. Untrained civilians can work the cryo chamber and you're certainly strong enough to pick him up and put him in it. So no roll is required. He is entering cryostasis. Excellent. Okay. Shipcom. Beep, beep, boop. Could you just put me through it to everybody? Is there anybody on the ship that can help me? If you're just doing something that's not critical, I could really use a second pair of hands. So that just came over on all of you guys' communicators. Can I put the ship in autopilot, just head in the same direction? Yeah, in a straight line? Sure, yeah. Okay, then I do that, and then I go to Kyan. Okay, meet me at the cargo bay. We need to get these people to the sick bay as soon as we can. You got it. <laughs> All right. So between the two of you, and since it's not super-duper time-critical, it's easy enough for you to get the others all moved into sick bay, including Liliana. So, yeah, this is a happy episode. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. In celebration of As the Dice Roll hitting its 100th episode last week, we thought we'd play a fun game. We want to know who you would cast in the Cautious Optimism TV series. Definitely send us your picks for the five main characters and shipcom, but feel free to throw in actors for your favorite NPCs as well. Go ahead and post your pics on social media and tag us at AsTheDiceRollRP on Twitter or on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, or you can email us at podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. You can also contact us on our Slack channel and Discord server, which you can find by heading over to geek2geekmedia.com and going to the Contact Us tab. And while we eagerly await your responses, our players have their own projects that they work on. Bama is on Twitch with his D&D stream, King of the Heel, and also can be found with 
Todd on their Farming Simulator podcast, Farming Simulated. Todd and Alenzia can be found on their podcast, Nerdberg Review. Check out Raven on Girls Gone Wow if you're a World of Warcraft player. Or the Tenth Divine if Elder Scrolls Online is more your thing. You can find Kelly on her Geek Relationship podcast, Bending Habits of the Modern Geek. And I can be found on my podcast, Geektitude. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Friday, August 12th, with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again on August 19th with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see if anything can brighten up the crew's very bad day, right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies! K-pop! Disney Plus! Keanu! Keanu Reeves! New! Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. While you guys are moving people into sickbay... Let's go to engineering. Let's see, Rico? Well, Rico's in the engine room with the organisms. Yeah, I'd like you to make a science check, please. Science. Oh, no. Oh, no, failed by two. So you're looking at these organisms and you're doing everything you can think of to help them recover as quickly as possible, but you just can't really think of anything you can do other than wait for nature to take its course. They'll naturally repopulate enough to start using it as a power source in about a week. Balls. Oh well. Uh, Shipcom. Beep beep boop. Can you let the captain know that I don't think there's anything I can do for these organisms? It's probably about a week until it's working again. Would you like me to patch you through to her communicator? Uh, yes, yes, sorry. I'm very sad about my ferret, Shipcom. I understand. Sadness is an appropriate emotion. Hmm. I don't think you do. Anyway, um, just patch me through to the captain. Beep, beep, boop. Rory, your communicator goes beep, beep, boop. This is Rory. Captain, I don't think there's anything I can do for the organisms in the engine. I think it's going to take about a week before we have the FTL drive back again, I'm afraid. Huh. There's just nothing I can do to make them any better. We don't, um, we don't have the sort of uh, f- the sort of foods and things we had when we redid them before. All right. Do you think that if we were to potentially land somewhere and get some of that sort of food or nutrients, it might make the situation better? I mean, we're in the middle of quite a dead part of space. I thought, Captain. I think we might just have to wait it out. Okay. Are we ahead of the radiation? We're almost out of it. Oh, thank God. Then we might just have to wait it out, Captain. There might not be any other opportunity. Well, then it looks like we're going to need to do a little bit of inventory and rationing. Oh, yes. Starting with water. I mean, water should be fine as long as... Uh, ship come. Beep, beep, boop. Are the water reclamation systems working? 
efficiently or were they only powered by the organism? They are operating at minimal power for now. Will they be sufficient for how many of us now? Like nine of us for a week at least? Calculating. I have more bad news. Oh. If all life forms present consume only the amount of water necessary for survival, yes. However, I do not believe it would be wise to waste any on things like coffee. Oh, God. Shipcom, you're an asshole. (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) I could not think of any better way to say that. This is a true nightmare. (laughs) Shipcom, I could go off you. Um... (laughs) Do you have any lists for the rest of our inventory, or do I need to go and do those manually? We have emergency rations that should be sufficient, although they will be virtually depleted by a week's time as well. Okay. And how far away are we from the nearest settlement? A settlement? Nothing. How far away from the nearest Class M planet? Well, but it needs to be settled on, or else it won't have, like... They'll have water. Maybe. And we can eat space squirrels <laughs> if we need to. <laughs> Potentially they'll have fruit and veg. <laughs> Mr. Tyboon, the Matorb that you rescued from the hired gun, yes, had programmed into my database the planet Gardor, which was the mining planet that he was at when he was kidnapped. It has some civilization. It might not be safe for Matorb, but Kayun could stay aboard ship. At any rate, it is one day's travel with the hyperdrive or a very long time if we can't get the faster-than-light engines on. Well, what's a very long time? Longer than a week? Sublight? Much longer than a week. Oh. 3.2 years. Oh, that's great. Okay. Um, Captain, maybe Hank and I should have a look and see if there's any way that we can get the FTL drive back online without the organism. Just what I was thinking. Yeah, you do that. I'm going to go through and talk with everyone about how... We're going to need to start rationing so there's no more showers, no more washing clothes, and no more coffee until further notice. Says you. A mutiny. So Rico walks very dejectedly, very dejectedly back into engineering. Hello. What's wrong? Uh, Well, um, we're going to have to ration the water so we can't have any coffee. Blasphemy. Well, that's how it is. Uh, And also my invisible ferret died. And I can't do anything about the organisms to get the FTL drive back on powered by the organisms. And we're light years away from anywhere, if you will. Um, So I think we need to find an alternative way of powering the FTL drive. And you see Hank crack his knuckles, goes to the keyboard. Shipcom, time to go to work, bud. Beep, beep, boop. I need a full diagnostic and current output versus potential overclocked output of the reactor. The fusion reactor provides... 17 zipple bops <laughs> of power. Gotcha. The faster than light engine requires 2,000 zipple bops. Oh, okay. Overclocking, not going to work. Can you research the database and see if you know any way we can speed up the revivification of the chloral drive organisms and cross reference it with supplies on the ship? accessing this will take some time i can't even go and make your coffee hank it's it's okay i mean it's not really we're gonna shut without coffee for at least a week and he grabs rico looks her in the eye at least we're still alive and there will be more coffee <sighs> i suppose so at this time kyan 
Mm -hmm. As you're working away, doing medical things for the, the people you rescued and everything, you're, you're, the telepathic part of your brain starts to wander a little bit, and you suddenly sense a emotional presence of fear and anxiety and a kind of primal urge to hide. It's the exact same sort of feeling that you had when you reached out to try to uh, telepathically connect with the invisible ferret before this whole thing. I was wondering. I was wondering. So Kyan checks the cage, the habitat, if you will, to see if there is a dead ferret in there, because he suspects there is not. As this is the first time, because you were busy with literal life and death stuff until now, this is kind of the first time you actually looked over at the cage. Exactly. It apparently was knocked off the counter and is broken apart on the floor. Chipcom, put me through to Rico, please. Rico, you hear beep, beep, boop. Hey, Chipcom. Rico, I know you have a lot on your plate right now, but I am looking over at your ferret's cage, and it was knocked over. <gasps> I have a feeling that it is running around the ship somewhere, so I don't have time to look for it now, but I am just letting you know that I don't think it is dead. I am actually picking up some telepathic... You can sense my ferret? Background noise from it. I think it's okay. I just wanted to let you know. You sense my ferret? Shipcom? Why did you make me think the ferret was dead? I did not say it was dead, simply that I could not detect its life signs in sickbay. Oh, for fuck's sake. Shipcom, where can you detect the ferret's life forms? I cannot detect its life signs anywhere. While operating on emergency mode, I can only scan primary living spaces. I cannot scan ventilation shafts, maintenance shafts, or any non-essential areas. Ah, <sighs> Shipcom. Maybe you shouldn't have just... Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. The ferret's alive! Yay! Okay. Um... Hmm. Well, I guess I'll worry about capturing it again later. It's not like it can go anywhere. You have shut all the vents off to the part of the ship that's leaking atmosphere, yes? Confirmed. Okay. Well, I think maybe I should worry about the ferret later, given that we're currently trying to get the ship back operational. But I'm relieved to know that the ferret is alive. Sounds like I need to fix its habitat and maybe I can lure it out with some food. I would suggest that since this is a survival situation... It probably has vital nutrients and sustenance if it could be captured. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We are not eating the fat. Confirmed. I was just about to text your sister and say you weren't such a monster. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have to. Oh, boy. It was Shipcom, not me. It was Shipcom. I am an actual cat, and I am not eating the ferret. Okay? So we'll just put that one aside for the moment. We'll have to have some conversation later on. I think maybe I need to book you another therapy session with Kayun. (laughs) Very good. I was just spitballing. Little uh, philosophical lecture. On the subject of things that we eat versus things that we don't eat. I have read articles about many sapient societies who, in survival situations, <sighs> have even eaten one another. Yes, well, some people are savages. Um, I suggest reading less. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is where Star Trek never went with data. (laughs) You suggest reading less. I do. But you read all the time. Yes, I don't then suggest that people... Never mind. Never mind. Shipcom, let's just... uh, I think we should probably concentrate on the jobs that we are doing. You've just told me I can't have any coffee for a week. I think we should probably leave this conversation right here. We will get back to it at a later date. I think. Agreed. <laughs> beep, beep, boop. Hank, did he really just suggest we eat the ferret? You realize Hank still has his hands on your shoulders and he's, he's just smiling. He's like, I, 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 yeah, I, th- I think so. But the, at least the day is looking up. <sighs> what can we do about the FTL? Let's fix a problem. What can we do about the FTL drive? Uh, based on the data, wait. Are we just going to have to wait it out for the whole week? Oh, Shipcom, did you ever come up with those computations of what we could do? (laughs) Beep, beep, boop. Based on our current resources, there may be one solution if we can separate the living organisms into their own separate container that has been filled specifically with nutrients for them. However, to create this nutrient paste would require using up some of the food supplies. Okay, how much food would we use versus how much would it shorten the length of time before they revive naturally? It would use two days worth of rations and how effective it is would depend on your sciencing skills. Uh, ballpark range. Yeah, give me some parameters, Shipcom. If you succeed by four or more on your roll, <laughs> you will have faster than light travel within one day. That's that's a gamble. We should ask the captain. Uh, that does sound like uh, a gamble. And if we used up two days rations and I didn't succeed, that would mean that we wouldn't have enough rations to last the whole week? Confirmed. Ugh. Yeah, we would have five days. We've literally only got five days of rations left. Confirmed. <sighs> Unless you could find something else to eat. Do we have an inventory of the hydroponics bay? I'm imagining the radiation wiped it out. Ugh. Liliana had been managing the hydroponics bay and was not keen on documenting things. <clears throat> so I do not have an inventory. Okay, well, I guess I should go and inventory the hydroponics bay. Yeah, you go look at that while I pour over the notes Shipcom is giving me about all of this so that I can present it to the captain. Yeah, okay, I'll be in the hydroponics bay. Next time on Cautious Optimism. We could go for weeks without food and survive. We won't be happy. I'm not very good at distinguishing salad-based goods, but there's a lot of greenery in here that looks like the sort of thing that humans eat. Thank you for rescuing us. I'm sorry for any damage or inconvenience. I kind of have a feeling I'm going to hit this distress beacon, and just to save money, they're going to come fly over here and just blow us all up. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis. 
and can be found at darrencurtismusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at comicbox.libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at msedwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geekmediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 